So I'm here today with Court Gould, uh, the new Vice President of Community Impact at the Erie Community Foundation. So Court, welcome to Erie. Thank you, Lisa. It's a privilege to be here. Uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself, um, where, you're com where you come from, and what put you on the career path that brought you to Erie. Oh, great. Thank you. Well, first, uh, it's a real privilege to be in Erie. I'm, I'm working on my Erie speak. I've learned about snow holes and I don't know if it's PI or pie runs, but we go to the peninsula quite a lot. I grew up in the suburbs of Pittsburgh and spent my career working downtown. And uh, Sherry, my wife and I, who have just moved full time, we're here to stay in Erie. We live in the West Bayfront. We became empty nesters about a year ago and we're continue to be highly privileged to be in a position to be able to think about uh, our future and where we would like to be contributing and uh, eyes on Erie which is increasing in Pittsburgh as Erie is uh, really holding hands with everybody throwing everything they can at its assured resurgence captive captivated my attention and the more I studied and researched talked to people about what's going on in Erie the more I became convinced that this is the place for us uh, to uh, be next residents and try and make a difference and apply what I've learned and been doing in Pittsburgh and uh, for, for many years. So it's just great to be here now. So the position does seem like a, a shift in focus from the work you were doing at Sustainable Pittsburgh, which it, it, at least from my reading seemed more focused on the environment. Uh, and the Erie Vital Signs tracks the environment, um, but also many other community indicators um, that it's looking to impact. What, what about the position, that broader perspective interested you? Yeah, well actually, actually I'll share that um, I founded Sustainable Pittsburgh 20 years ago, and our definition of sustainability is how things work together with an eye over the horizon and having a very tuned ear to trends opportunities and where pitfalls may lay or lie and the Erie Vital Signs actually is something that we did in Pittsburgh it's a strategy to redefine true progress through data-based information about the most pressing trends opportunities challenges in a community so Erie Vital Signs is right on target by deliberately tracking the wide continuum of social, economic, environmental issues across seven different categories. So I guess I would say, that Lisa, that in my work in Pittsburgh, we were no more focused on the environment than we were on the intersection between economy, social equity, and quality of life environmental issues. Um, and our foundations, our philanthropies, be they private or community, such as is the Erie Community Foundation, they are doing the work of sustainable development. That is, focusing on ensuring win-wins or the creation of abundance defined by quality of life, by jobs, by public health, by equitable education, by progress, and creating a better life for everyone, because that's really what it's all about. And that does really align with what the Erie Community Foundation is working towards. Indeed. Which, yeah. And the other part of it was looking at the role that the Erie Community Foundation and its president, Mike Batchelor, have been contributing for the community for upwards of uh, 80 years. Um, it's a remarkable uh, 
organization that serves the dual purpose of really being the point of expression of the will of the public through their philanthropic generosity while also working with the community to identify the needs and opportunities and the places where uh, both support in terms of uh, resources but also convening research, the Erie Vital Signs as an example to help illuminate the opportunities, the needs, the challenges. Uh, Erie is very fortunate to have not only the Community Foundation but at this time a remarkable alignment and shared wherewithal among the sectors, nonprofit, government, and business. Again, as I, I said, uh, it sure is the case that everybody is holding hands uh, and coming shoulder to shoulder to apply uh, the best of strategies, best practices, experience, and partnership in addressing uh, this important flexion point in Erie's upward trajectory. And when you aware of that, when you sort of applied for the post, um, the, yes. All the momentum underway in Erie, yeah, that the, landscape. The Erie story is yes. getting out. And actually, yeah. in the short month and a half I have been here, uh, there have been a remarkable number of leaders from surrounding cities, Pittsburgh included, that many that I know, that have been here for either work or investment or to be tapped for their ideas purposes. So uh, Erie's uh, innovations, its intent to be a leader and to uh, assure its its footing for everybody. Um, the story is getting out and it's a place people want to be, like me and my wife, to be part of this moment in time of Erie's assured and aspirations uh, to gain the good life back for everybody. Do you have any sense of if there are any pitfalls in this process, like what could we go off track in any way and how do we avoid that? Yeah, there are always pitfalls and necessarily so when one is committed to transformational change. This is both an art and a science and the pathway to success and innovation often is potted with uh, some missteps and failures. Uh, the Erie Community Foundation, I'm very pleased under Mike Batchelor's leadership, takes some risks, but it's always well informed and relies back to the experience, the expertise, and the aspirations of the community as mm -hmm. the Erie Community Foundation is that by name. Um, I would say across uh, the world in America and locally as well, we know uh, that some attempts that were formulated at a given time were well intended, but, but in hindsight we would do things differently. So take for example the term urban renewal, uh, which in hindsight was an ill-fated attempt across the country to eradicate blight and create opportunity. Uh, we now see that we were disrupting whole neighborhoods and uh, eliminating some of the very heart and soul of our communities that now we're working overtime to get back. And Erie has made some big plays that the Erie Community Foundation has their hands in and investment in, such as the Innovation District and the Erie Downtown Development Corporation and the hope for realization of a community college. The focus on our neighborhoods to revitalize uh, our communities, create places that are safe for walking, have 
good retail in our, our commercial areas at the ground floor and living opportunities above. Uh, this is the new definition of prosperity. It's, uh, maybe it's, we could say it's what's old is new again, and that's creating opportunity for everywhere and everyone and places where one wants to be. Mm -hmm. And Erie is one of those. And you just sort of outlined all the different pieces that the Erie Community Foundation has helped to fund to move the needle on some of those vital signs. And I know you're just getting started, but are we missing anything? Are there? If we are missing anything, I think we're in good position to know about it and learn about it. Let's take, for example, an announcement yesterday that Erie has invited the National right. Urban Land Institute to come to Erie and determine a crack team of seasoned professionals from all around the country to come in and literally walk the streets and climb the stairs and understand our town and provide their input, take it or leave it, right. uh, as to what's missing, mm -hmm. what could be done, what has worked elsewhere. Um, so they will help us to have a contemporary informed view and step with Erie Vital Signs, the measures of uh, being accountable to our own progress. The Urban Land Institute expertise will, Lisa, help to ensure that uh, we're, go as they say, uh, g going to where the, the puck is going to be next, mm -hmm. as opposed to missing the ball or, or swinging and missing. <laughs> That's encouraging. Yeah. Um, a lot of people comment in Erie about the momentum that's that's now in play in, in, in government, in the private sector, in the charitable sector, but they also talk about still this gap between that and, and some of the populace who, and for understandable reasons, are still grieving and, and not able necessarily to see the, the optimism or the hope for the future. Um, have you encountered that or have you, has that come up in any discussions into how to sort of just raise the hopes of the community at large in addition to all the people who are working so hard to move it forward? Yeah, yes, of course. Erie is uh, full of really hardworking families that are having a hard time, uh, but there is a grit and a determination and a closeness here in this town of people looking out for one another. And truly, I see from the halls in the county and the city and the way the private sector and the nonprofits are really rallying today that there's an attitude in the air that if it's not for everyone, it's not for us. The, the tune of equitable, equitable development is the new imperative, the new definition of true progress as literally the face of America changes and Erie has a diversity and richness of its population that is the bedrock of our hopes for economic renewal and revival, where no one person is lost or left behind. Diversity, equity, inclusion, these are the critical path to economic resurgence and revival. And we are a community of a very strong philanthropic purpose. I see it every day, and it doesn't just mean people giving money. Right. It means people who have a humanitarian interest, whether as one of our elders in town advised me as a newcomer to the neighborhood, all you need to do is smile and greet people when you pass them on the street. That's a philanthropist. Everybody has a stake 
and can be a direct contributor to Erie's progress, whether it's those simple acts of kindness or picking an issue that they are passionate about, empathetic about, or the many generous Erieites who rely on the Erie Community Foundation as their conduit for giving, knowing that the Community Foundation, through its advisory committees, its board of trustees, its talented staff, are working hard to make accountable, purposeful, and strategic decisions in investments in the community. And it's interesting that you bring up equitable development. I, I noticed the vital signs have now added new categories relating to equity and pretty bluntly states what the history of those problems in Erie are. Um, are the strategies in place, the community schools, the Hope For Community College, um, there's probably others that I'm not thinking of, uh, are those adequate to address those those really deplorable indicators in the vital signs, or are there are there more strategies that need to be identified and pursued? I mean, even just to diversify the workforce in Erie, which indeed uh, under Mike Bachelor's leadership, the Erie Vital Signs of the Erie Community Foundation is demonstrating its uh, responsibility and accountability by having a suite of social equity indicators, uh, not only unto themselves, but across every indicator as a sober assessment of both the pros and the challenges is essential to a community foundation's ability to be data informed and focused on making the most judicial investments possible. Uh, there are some bright lines in, in the equity area, so mm -hmm. for example, um, it, it's happy good news that the number of our youth that, and our children that are receiving uh, early, the, at the earliest ages education is well on the rise and above state and national uh, levels. However, we know at the same time Erie and many cities like us are plagued by uh, systemic poverty that is going to, uh, it, it has occurred in uh, uh, accumulated over generations and it's unfortunately not going to be fixed overnight as there's not enough money uh, to do it all at once. But rather, it will take many strategies from, as you mentioned, diversifying the workforce for companies starting to, at an even uh, faster rate, understanding that it makes economic uh, purpose and is an essential for their growth to have employees that look like their customers to enter new markets and the diversity of uh, the the workforce actually makes better decisions by bringing different perspectives. Uh, the number of children that live in poverty is uh, particularly hard to accept in Erie, but again, there's so much being done at it, and the Erie Community Foundation has recently made a suite of major investments from helping to uh, reduce the levels of truancy to providing access to nutritious food right in our downtown and to try and try and grow literally an ecosystem of uh, uh, residents that are growing food for both their own nutrition needs but making it available to their neighbors focusing on uh, pathways to jobs and progress remarkable institutions uh, NGO organizations that are working closely with the business sector to provide basic soft and hard skills to our youth and giving them a chance in the, the halls and the 
the shop floors right here in downtown uh, Erie. So there is a remarkable amount of uh, innovations, investment, and wherewithal being thrown at these issues. And I don't think there's a blind eye uh, being turned to them, but rather, I use that word sober, but a sober assessment that these now are the essentials to mm -hmm. our economic resurgence. Mm -hmm. um, just in terms of your role in the apparatus of the Erie Community Foundation, and you have the title of Vice President of Community Impacts, what, if, what does your day-to-day -day work look like? Yeah, the, uh, like many at the Erie Community Foundation, the day-to-day -day work, uh, one side of the house is focused very strongly on every penny accounting to ensure uh, transparency and uh, accountability to those that are making generous donations to the foundation, to the president's level, which is constantly keeping a high-level scan of needs and opportunities in the community, aligning partnerships, connecting people, uh, to the side of the house that uh, I'm privileged to be part of that's focused on impact, so working closely with the doers in our community, the nonprofits, our government leaders, our business leaders, to understand their needs, what is working, to, as I said, connect them to others to try and uh, further expedite the, uh, the, the uptake of smart solutions making. And uh, relative to that, the team of which I'm uh, happy to be part is charged with um, assessing the, the impact, the outcomes of uh, grant making. And for example, in philanthropy, there's a strong focus on uh, measurable outcomes and an understanding of the difference between uh, outputs and outcomes. Mm -hmm. So not just measuring busy work, but actually measuring what are we getting for it? Right. And it is, those outcomes are, are the tricky thing because we've been confronting those terrible poverty numbers for so many years and so many people have been working towards them and the numbers aren't moving and some of them are getting worse, although some things are improving, like the vital signs report. Uh, when will we know that we're, we're actually, I don't know, moving the needle or mm -hmm. turning, <laughs> making the turn we need to make? Yes. I mean, well, I, my mind, for whatever reason, goes to the challenge and the responsibility of philanthropy and assessing impact. Of course, we're looking to see the, move, the needle moved on the big numbers for everybody. And that is a commitment and a responsibility. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's like that story of the little girl throwing starfish uh, that are beached by the thousands on the sand and somebody walking past and saying, oh foolish young girl, you can't save all of them. But she says, yes, but it's very important to this one that I just saved as she tossed it back into the water. Um, so th these issues of uh, poverty, of uh, children who aren't reading at grade level, of families that can't uh, make it to work, let alone uh, earn the, the job that they deserve to have. Uh, just helping one person is a tremendous transformational impact on that individual. At the same time, we need to see it happen in great numbers for, for everyone. Mm -hmm. So the foundation is working at all levels and helping to um, create the capacity of the organizations in our community that are 
both making transformational change at scale, but doing it for mm -hmm. each starfish at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, just tell me a little bit about being a new resident of Erie. Oh, What's gosh. that been like? Uh, what, what are the highlights? Yes. What are the things that are, you found confusing or confounding? Or, <laughs> uh, Erie is, is wonderful, and everyone has been so welcoming of all types. Uh, I love that we live in a neighborhood. Uh, we relish the diversity. We uh, get up extremely early and uh, see young families uh, with their kids out in the park. Uh, my wife and I have a committed date every night. I think it's at 8.56 right now to see the sunset. It's remarkable. We have world-class sunsets that are written about and renowned. I wish more people uh, had the opportunity to, to see them wherever they, wherever they are. Um, I don't know, funny things. Uh, we have so many one-way streets when I'm riding my bicycle. I, I just stop at every intersection because I don't know which way the traffic is going. And uh, gosh, a human interest story this weekend, a World War II B-17 Flying Fortress bomber was down because of the heavy rain at our airport in Erie on its way to uh, Columbus, Ohio, and um, I was hanging on the fence staring at it with tears in my eyes as my dad flew 35 missions uh, in B-17s, and all of a sudden I was aware of a car right next to me on the grass, and the gentleman said, hey, anybody standing out here in the rain must be pretty interested. Hop in, I'll take you right to the plane. Oh, wow. So that's, that's an eerie-ite, yeah. uh, uh, going out of their way to... Uh, uh, philanthropists in a yeah. sense to have human interest. Had you spent much time in the city before? Um, not comparatively. My family, we would bring our kids up to uh, Erie to enjoy the peninsula mm -hmm. and then we would drive around the city. Mm -hmm. Years ago I had an opportunity to be on a panel um, talking about social issues at the convention center. So it's been on my radar and aware of many friends in Pittsburgh with eerie ties. So I like to say with my uh, my Pittsburgh roots, all roads go to Pittsburgh and then immediately detour straight up north <laughs> to Erie. <laughs> the, I guess the other humorous thing is uh, how many of my close friends and acquaintances from Pittsburgh, I had no idea of their eerie ties. And it's almost freakish, the number of people that oh. say, oh, you didn't know, I'm, I'm from Erie, or my uncle, or my grandmother, and uh, they have uh, called up to their relations or friends, and doors have been opened for my yeah. wife and I. It's been oh. really a delight. That's lovely. Well, thank you very much. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity to share some of the insights from you know, the luckiest new resident to Erie.